Are you interested in making your own podcast? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. They have creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. Anchor will then distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcast, and many more. You guys can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And in fact, I'm using Anchor and I love it. If you're interested, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey, moms, this is Heidi St. John and Dorinda Wilson coming to you from the closet (laughs) in the Pacific Northwest. And we are going to pick up where we left off the other day talking about things we wished we'd known. We decided that this could be a 365 episode. That's right. (laughs) We have a lot to share. (laughs) Uh, Because there are so many things we wish we'd known, so many hills Mm -hmm. we died on, so many things that we were like, wow. That just was not the brightest thing we ever did. (laughs) Uh, And hopefully you're going to be able to learn from some of our uh, blenders and just some things that we learned along the way. Mm -hmm. Uh, Before we continue today, I want to remind you that our podcast is sponsored. And today we're actually getting ready to, or I am getting ready to speak in Oklahoma City for the Oklahoma Homeschool (laughs) Association. And I'm excited about doing that. A couple of reasons why I think homeschoolers need encouragement. First of all, everyone thinks we're crazy. (laughs) (laughs) Homeschoolers need to stick together because most people look at homeschoolers and think, why would a woman in her her right Mm -hmm. mind choose Mm -hmm. to do that? I've asked myself the same question some days. Right. Be locked up with little people. (laughs) I don't need someone else asking me that question. (laughs) (laughs) And so homeschoolers need to stick together. So today I want to remind you that if you have a homeschool uh, convention in your area, check it out. You can get online. I'm going to be speaking several times at homeschool conventions around the United States this summer. Uh, This weekend I'm in Oklahoma City, and after that I will be traveling to uh, California and Florida. You know what? Dorenda mm. is coming to Florida with I me, so we are excited there. about that. And that is coming up to FPEA happens in May. It starts on the 18th. Uh, actually, no, it starts on the 20th. So I leave on the 18th. <laughs> Don't go on the 18th because nobody's going to be there. I will be in an airplane. <laughs> but definitely, if there's a homeschool convention in your neck of the woods, it's worth going. It's worth going and getting encouraged. It's worth putting your hands on some curriculum and checking out what's out there. And I always tell people, man, if you can buy curriculum from a vendor at a homeschool convention, do it. Mm-hmm. You know, Amazon's making it really hard for some of these mm-hmm. guys to make a living. Yeah. And I love Amazon, like everybody else. But if you have the opportunity to buy a curriculum from the people who wrote it, mm-hmm. um, it's such a blessing to them to be able to do that. So that's my little plug for helping out a homeschool vendor near you. All right. So Dorinda, 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 <laughs> tell me, how do you choose curriculum without going broke or crazy? Hmm. Well, it's kind of changed every year. Mm-hmm. I think that's something we wished we'd known. You know, we always want we want the best for our kids, but often um, what we feel like is the best is more than our budget can 
afford. <laughs> right. So I think, first of all, just pray about it. I've been surprised how much I've been able to find at consignment shops mm-hmm. and even, believe it or not, yard sales. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. homeschooling families having a yard sale and their yep. youngest one is older than my yeah. kids. And I've been able to pick up Saxon math books. And, yep. Yeah. So that's the a great way to do Saxon it. Saxon math. <laughs> I've only made a few of mine do that. <laughs> <laughs> but really, it doesn't have to be expensive. It I think it that's doesn't. the same argument that we hear for mm-hmm. reasons why you shouldn't have children because it's, right. it ha- it's so expensive. And right. I'm always telling my parents, man, if you, you know what? If you're thrifty right. and you're really committed to stretching your budget, mm-hmm. you can do it. You can. Yeah. And and the Lord is faithful. I'm telling you, he is a provider. Mm-hmm. Not just, Jehovah you know, Jireh. Yeah, not just clothes and food and everything, but he's, he cares about their school too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. One of the best uh, trips I ever made to Goodwill Mm-hmm. yielded an almost entire year's worth of curriculum for my then fourth grader. Oh, nice. And I just thought well, it was such an answer to prayer. And it's very was, faith building. It's very faith building. And it was just a reminder that God is in it, mm-hmm. you know, that he sees you, that he's in it. Also, you can choose like a book. Like I love those YWAM missionary stories, the mm-hmm. character series, love them. And I have found that I can take one $6.99 book and make it really stretch so you can do that too. You know, you can get mm-hmm. a missionary story and you can study geography and the history that happened during that time that that person was living and make an entire, uh, you can do handwriting. I'll take a paragraph right. out of that and right. they can copy it. Right. It's, it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it really is. So curriculum doesn't have to be expensive. It doesn't. What it, happens if it doesn't work? That was another that was another well, question. There are lots of times expensive curriculum doesn't work. That's either, right. So. Yeah. What happens if it <laughs> so doesn't work? Don't feel work? bad. <laughs> I always tell parents, listen, if you, if your curriculum doesn't work, shelve it. Yeah. Like if exactly. it doesn't work, you know, it doesn't work, and you wouldn't make your kids wear shoes that are too, well. I would make my kids wear shoes that were too small. I actually have done that. I'm kind of doing it right this second. That's my son. We're working on changing that. Though. Working on working on that right now. Yeah. But really, I mean, you yeah. you wouldn't do that if right. you're if you knew that it wasn't right for your child. You mm-hmm. wouldn't say no. You're going to keep doing this until it kills you. you right. Know, you'd find something else. Right. And curriculum is the same way. Another good thing that I've been finding that we didn't have way back in the day when we first started was internet. Ah. Um, there's some great sites with free worksheets, mm-hmm. and I just kind of go through and find things that I feel like are appropriate and that are going to be a good fit and just print them up. Yeah. And a lot of times I go to the library where I can do it for free. Absolutely. And we've done that with our math worksheets, mm-hmm. math drills, all mm-hmm. kinds. There are a ton of free curriculum available there's and a worksheets and all there. kinds of fun stuff. Yeah. So some of my favorite websites to go to have been kind of they're old, mm-hmm. I guess, but mm-hmm. still kind of an oldie but a goodie. I love Enchanted Learning. Okay. Have you ever checked that out? I, yeah, I did It's briefly. like $20 a year, okay. but there are worksheets for everything under the sun, oh, literally. That's nice. So if you're studying Africa, you can just go in there and type Africa, and all kinds of little worksheets will come, worksheets will come up about Africa. Or uh, we did that when our kids were learning to read. Mm-hmm. So I use a book called Teach Your Child to Read in 100 Easy Lessons. That's what we used. Love it. And ours is so tattered and torn after all I of our kids. I had to buy a new one. <laughs> so sweet. It's almost like, oh, there's yeah. the, I want to put it in I a shadow box. I didn't get rid of the one that was wrecked. <laughs> I know. It's I like, couldn't do it. I know. You can't do it. There's a lot of like, you know, Memories. blood, sweat, and tears going yeah. into that book. But we took uh, Enchanted Learning's little alphabet books that they uh-huh. have, and my kids love them. Mm-hmm. So when um, it, when Teacher Child to Read said, you know, practice this letter, that's mm-hmm. how we did it. And mm-hmm. we made alphabet books that right. way. How fun. 20 bucks a year. Our kids love um, making their own books. Oh, yeah. 
It's great. And I just, you know, I think, and I know you do too, that the, that moms who go into this thinking it's going to cost them, you know, a thousand mm-hmm. bucks a year mm-hmm. are really overshooting mm-hmm. it. Right. It doesn't need to be yeah. expensive. Yeah, it's true. We use the, we've been using the K-5 learning being mm-hmm. able to pull up stuff from there too. Mm-hmm. So yeah, anything that you can get your hands on. Mm-hmm. Um, I also think I wish I would have realized that the curriculum is the assistant, right? Not the educator, <laughs> right? <laughs> exactly. And you can be a slave. That's really good to your curriculum. Absolutely. You know, because you're like, man, we have to get through the end right. of this book. How right. many times did you remember ever finishing your book when you were in school? No, never. No, no. And yet, moms are killing themselves trying to make it to the last problem on the last page right. of the book. And things, they, they overlap. Mm-hmm. So if you don't get the end of your book done, it's really not that big of a deal. It's okay. <laughs> Everything's move on. move on. <laughs> really, because the first three months of the next school year are spent in review That's anyway. Because you kind of have to overlap and pick it That's up where true. you left off. So the curriculum right. is the assistant, right. not the educator. I think the other thing about curriculum that comes to my mind is it's not always necessary. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that so many things, especially in the early years, like, it's just like what you were saying yesterday, we kind of steal uh, the joy and rob the joy out of the learning process Mm -hmm. when we overload our kids with workbooks and drills and spelling and all of that. Right. There's so much that they learn just walking alongside of us, which is comforting and scary at the same time (laughs) sometimes. (laughs) That's exactly right. I want to ask you, I don't really get this question a whole lot anymore, uh, but what do you think about socialization? When somebody asks you, right, you're laughing. I laugh. Yeah. I laugh because it's really not the big deal that everybody wants to make mm-hmm. it. Um, it probably helps that we had eight children. Yeah. yeah. So there's a lot of socializing that goes on there. They learn a lot yeah, they do. from life at home with yeah. their siblings and different personalities. But yeah. my husband and I are social. Mm-hmm. I mean, we get together with other people. We have people over for dinner. Right. We do you things do? with other people. No, so, stop. Yeah. Really? <laughs> you know, I had the opportunity a couple of months ago to be on the Glenn Beck show and <laughs> I he, did, he asked that. me about he asked me about socialization and I was like, "Listen, your kids are going to be as weird as you are." Right. Right? They're going to be as weird as you are. So if you're weird and you never go out of your house and your sole intent in homeschooling your kids was to make them socially illiterate, you'll probably succeed. <laughs> But if you're taking them to the grocery store, if right. you're going to the bank with them, if you're doing mm-hmm. the library, if you're involved mm-hmm. in a church, very likely your kids are going to do just fine. They are. In fact, they do better mm-hmm. because they have to talk to adults. Yes, they multiple have to ages. They with small children. Mm-hmm. They, yeah, I just have noticed that about homeschooling kids. They're comfortable yeah. with any age. Yeah. One of the things that Jay said to me a long time ago when our oldest daughter, who's now almost 24, was in high school. She probably would have been maybe a freshman or a sophomore. We did track that year. Mm-hmm. And he loved watching those kids do track mm-hmm. because the older kids were helping the younger mm-hmm. kids. And he was like, dude, when I was in school, that never, never happened, happened. Mm-hmm. because the older kids were too cool. Right. And the younger kids were afraid of them. Right. Right. And they did. They just didn't mix. Right. Well, in homeschooling, that really, those stereotypes are really broken down. Right. And the kids just seem to um, be able to interact with kids of, of different ages. Right. It kind of follows that one-room schoolhouse mm-hmm. effect. Yeah. Know? And I think it's just awesome. Oh, yeah. I do, too. And I always think, you know, if parents could take that question and turn it around, mm-hmm. you know, I think it's kind of high time. 
that homeschoolers started doing that. So how would you do that if you were put in the same situation? Well, when someone asks me, what about socialization? I usually will say, that is a really good question. That's exactly (laughs) why I pulled my child out of public school. (laughs) Tell me what you think about socialization, (laughs) you know? Uh, Because really that was a large part of the reason Mm -hmm. why we ended up homeschooling our daughter when Mm -hmm. she was in second grade. And it wasn't because she had a terrible teacher. She had a great teacher. Awesome teachers. It was because of a lot of stuff that was happening on the playground. Mm -hmm. And a lot of things that happened on the school bus Mm -hmm. and things that she was coming home with attitudes and ideas that I was just like, really? Because I... It's taking me six hours to deprogram you Mm -hmm. from the last eight hours that you just spent at school. Well, they end up burdened with things that they're just really not ready for. Absolutely. And and when we homeschool them, we can kind of be sensitive to when they're ready to Mm -hmm. learn the next thing. Mm Mm-hmm. And homeschooling has its downsides. I mean, it does. You know, there there are there, no system of education no. is perfect, and I no. think parents you got, you got to do what the Lord wants you to do. And I'm not here to bash public school because I've got some really good friends whose kids are flourishing mm-hmm. and doing well in public school. But mm-hmm. I got to tell you, just as a matter of personal conviction, I'm concerned about a lot of the stuff I see happening in yeah. school. Well, it's changing quickly. Mm-hmm. It mm-hmm. really is. It's not like it's not even really like it was Mm-mm. 25, 30 years no. ago. When we were in school, right. it's a totally different ballgame now. And it's education is not neutral. Mm-hmm. And I think parents, I, that's one of the things I wish I would have known right. years ago, is that education's not neutral. No, it, it, it can't be by very definition. Education is imparting your values and your ideas and, in fact, your ideology, mm-hmm. if we dare even say it, right. to a younger student. Mm-hmm. That's the idea of education. And so to think that our children are not going to be influenced by their teachers is really, um, it's not consistent. Well, first, it's not consistent with Scripture. No. And secondly, I think it's um, it's borderline, and I don't want to say naive because it sounds rude, but it because I feel like I was naive mm-hmm. when I went into this education you know, thing right. with Savannah. Right. And like I said, I did not have a terrible experience at the public school. We pulled her out because the Lord basically said, this is what I want you to do. Right. And I got to tell you, I went kicking and screaming <laughs> <laughs> into it. But as the years have gone by, I have seen the benefit. Right. And I think parents need to know that if you take your kid out of school and you decide to homeschool them, they are not going to suffer socially. Right. They're just not. Right. You know, it's really a, it's really a myth. Uh, there's another thing that I want to just touch on really quickly, and we don't have a lot of time. But what do you say to people who think you're crazy? <laughs> well, I pretty much agree with them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think the thing that we went into homeschooling, one of my main one of the main reasons was that I just wanted to be with my kids. Yeah. I didn't want them gone eight, nine hours mm-hmm, a day. Mm-hmm. I wanted to be with them. Yeah. And, you know. You actually liked your kids. I, I did. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, I think that that's that's probably one thing I try to convey to people mm-hmm. is, oh, I really like having them with me. Mm-hmm. You know, we yeah. all have a good time together. Yeah. And we have not so good times and together. And we do. And we it's do. true. And I think it's just, that's part of the process. It and is. I think parents need to realize that their kids are adults in progress. They're not adults. No. And so uh, we're not training our kids to be instant little Christian soldiers for the Lord or Christian or grown up anything. Mm -hmm. We're equipping them. We're equipping them for adulthood. And don't try to prove yourself. Fruit takes time to grow. Nobody ever looks at a little tiny apple Mm -hmm. tree Mm -hmm. and makes fun of the orchard owner because the tree isn't bearing any fruit. That's, I was you just look at that little that. tree and you just go, oh, yeah. look at that little tree. It's not ready to bear fruit yet. <laughs> right. But man, people criticize parents. Right. That learning is a long and slow process. Yes. And that was one of the things that I wanted to share that I wish mm. I would have known then, just how 
long it really is. Yeah. You know, so not to feel like you're missing the boat because you're not getting instant yeah. results. There's a reason it takes 18 years mm-hmm. for a child sometimes to go from, longer. sometimes longer, <laughs> for a child to go from infancy right. to the jumping off place. That's right. It, it, there's a reason. I think if we can avoid the comparison trap and just be real with other moms along mm-hmm. the way, I I know that a lot of moms fall into this idea that there's somehow there's a super mom. Right. You know, every once in a while I'll get an email from somebody because they read a blog post that said that I yelled at my kids. <laughs> and, you know, I just feel so normal now. Well, welcome to the club. Yep. You know, there really is no such thing mm-hmm. as a homeschool super mom. If you're listening to this today and you are considering homeschooling, I hope that you'll take a minute. Go check out The Busy Mom. There are lots of great articles there about homeschooling. Dorinda has also written a wonderful post. I think it was called The Unhurried Homeschooler. Yes. Mm-hmm. And you can find that at simplenourishinghome.com or just Google it. If you Google Dorinda Wilson, The Unhurried Homeschooler, that post will come up. I think it's a message that moms need to hear. You don't have to follow somebody else's timetable. You can follow your children's timetable and homeschooling is a terrific way for you to get to know what that timetable looks like. All right. Well, we're out of time. That went really fast. (laughs) And uh, tomorrow we're going to pick it up again and we're going to continue talking for one more time about homeschooling. Only tomorrow we're going to be talking about homeschooling a high schooler. So join us back here again tomorrow. If you're thinking about homeschooling through high school, it's not as hard as you think. For more encouragement, visit me online at The Busy Mom.